Hey guys, so this one's gonna be a fun one. Uh, Jake is sick with COVID, but he's doing okay. Uh, so, you know, send him your wishes. Um, you know, Twitter action is always helpful. Um, I don't know how many we'll get, but uh, if you send Jake your well wishes, I'm sure he'll appreciate it. So Matt and I kind of spur the moment, tried to figure out, hey, what's this episode going to be? Um, didn't have too much time. So we 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 cracked open the vault. <laughs> um, a bit of a bit of tough cut lore. About a year ago, Jake was out on pretty short notice and Alex and I recorded a bonus episode, a bonus episode so reviled, so uh, <laughs> horrible in quality that it was sealed away in the tough cut vault for all eternity. Just kidding. The the audio was just fucked up for some reason. Uh, but we <laughs> took a dive into the Kung Fu Panda uh, movies. Um, and that's what we're doing again here today. How fortuitous that we're talking Jack Black. So imagine this is just a Kung Fu Panda interlude. Yeah. We're um, going to be... It, it works out. When we tried to record this episode previously, it was incredibly spur of the moment. And we had no time to watch the movies. So um, <laughs> neither of us had rewatched them. Uh, to make that episode at least this time we'd both watched the first one i had enough time so i watched the second one and matt watched the third one mm-hmm. uh, so what we're doing today is uh in case you haven't heard in the news i don't know when it was announced but it's on wikipedia they are making kung fu panda 4 it is on its way um and I we're gonna try to pitch what pretty recent um it, it seems right to me yeah past um, like a month or so maybe we're gonna it's coming out in 2024 we're going to pitch what, what we think it's going to be. Uh, or what we dream it will be. When we yeah, apply. our dream dream plot of Kung Fu Panda 4. Yeah, as we, we attempt to go to sleep at night and all that can fill our brains is Kung Fu Panda 4. Yeah. Um, I think an important part of that is knowing what was Poe's journey so far. Where did he end up? Like, where is he for Kung Fu Panda 4? True, um, true. So, since I watched Kung Fu Panda 2, I'm going to do... A quick summary of that one, and then Matt's going to do a quick summary of Kung Fu Panda Three, and then and we'll we'll figure it out. Yeah, which if you don't remember what happened in Kung Fu Panda One, uh, just go back and listen to episode seventy three of the Tough Cut Podcast, where we um, talk about it, and that'll bring you up to speed on what happened in Kung Fu Panda. Yeah, but Kung Fu Panda Two, it's got this is a, a big lore drop movie. It asks a lot of questions and gives answers to some of them, but leaves you with many. It is In that way, it's a very good sequel. It opens up the world quite well. But Kung Fu Panda 2, big emperor city in China, ruled by peacocks, but their little baby boy peacock is kind of a dick and wants to use pretty fireworks and turn them into technology cannons. This is a movie about industrialization? What? Pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Um. So they're like, hey, we're worried about you. We're going to ask this soothsayer what's, what your life is going to be like. And the soothsayer is like, yeah, he's evil, but don't worry. He'll be stopped by a panda. Um, so then this uh, evil peacock goes and kills all the pandas. Uh, and th- he thinks he kills all the pandas. And Poe gets away. And that's why Poe's dad is a, a duck. Then Poe goes and he fights the peacock guy. And the main like theme of the story is that Poe is trying to find inner peace and he can't find inner peace until he knows what happens, like what happened in his life. But very beautifully at the end of the movie, he's like, don't worry, duck, you're still my dad. 
and he finds inner peace and he um uh actually i don't remember if he kills the peacock or not i feel like he probably does yeah i feel like we watched that fight scene when we originally made this episode (laughs) yeah we did we did that's right um shen angrily he gets uh he gets exploded by one of his own cannons yeah yeah and so i guess the 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 chinese empire is left rulerless um monarchy has fallen a real um, power vacuum. A very big power vacuum uh, that is not explored, I don't think, in, in the next movie. Yeah, which I can pick up from there with Kung Fu Panda 3, unless there's anything else you wanted to add story No, I mean, I think that's the big point. Like, there's a lot of stuff about prophecy, a lot of stuff about dads, uh, and imperialization, industrialization, uh, power vacuum in China. Yeah, so uh, Kung Fu Panda 3 takes all that really great characterization and character development you're talking about, about finding inner peace, and uh, throws it out the goddamn window. Um, because for some reason, okay, I'll, I'll take it from the top. I'll take it from the top before I start expo- like espousing my beliefs about this movie. Um, so basically, a long time ago, Ugwe had a best friend. His name is was Kai, but Kai was bad. Um, what? He, he gave the mega suck to the, <laughs> the pandas that taught them about chi and Ugwe said no 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 so we killed him fast Fuck. forward 500 years and kai has just destroyed master Ugwe and is has enough chi power to return to the world of the living and intends to conquer china power vacuum again last time it's mentioned in this movie though really good so he sets off to find the dragon warrior um because he is a source of great chi and that's what he needs cut to poe his big conflict is he doesn't even know who he is he he literally says that a few times so i don't know how a dude who found inner peace and found out in the first movie (laughs) that like the dragon warrior was inside him the whole time doesn't know who he is cool very nice we love that Basically, through an ancient scroll, Master Shifu, who's doing his best impression of Ugwe, um, <laughs> tells him that, hey, the pandas know about Chi. You got to learn how to use Chi to defeat Kai. And then basically every master, uh, martial arts master in all of China has been turned into a jade statue. Pretty cool by Kai because he's so immensely powerful. No one can stop him. He's given the jade suck. Yeah, he's he's given the he's given the Jade suck to like all of them. Master Shifu included, <laughs> um, which Jade statue Shifu in a single scene is like my favorite character in the whole movie. And he has <laughs> one minute of screen time. <laughs> um, yada, yada. Basically, 75 percent of what happens in the Panda Village doesn't actually matter for the plot. Um, it's just like the Poe is fat joke, but there's cool. now 100 Poe's. So it's Whoa. like, how many Poe is fat jokes can we make at one time? There's it, It's a little bit grating. Uh, <laughs> a little. Matt, I, Matt, I'm getting the sense that you don't like Kung Fu Panda 3. I don't love it. Um, <laughs> it's still like a very beautifully animated movie. It's just like, like 75% of the characters have been flanderized. And mm. it seems like they just immediately throw out the character development that happened in the previous ones, except mm. for like the learned how to fight development ah yada yada we get to the end of it pose like oh wait the powers in all of us we just need to be the best version of ourselves and they fight back the jade army um 
Kai goes, oh, you're actually shit. I'm literally so much stronger than you. Poe tries to wushu finger hold him, goes to Gadoosh. It doesn't work. It looks like they're all going to die. Um, things are looking pretty rough. And then Poe goes, oh, wait, you can't skadoosh. A spirit warrior can only do it to a mortal. So he does skadoosh aside and skadooshes himself. Uh, to send him and uh, Kai back to the spirit world where he gets mega powers from the chi of every panda in existence and turns into the sick-ass dragon and just obliterates Kai in like three minutes flat. It's like not even, it's like so one-sided. He sends all of the other masters back to life. I've spent six minutes recapping this movie. I'm sorry. No, it's important. I Makes all the other masters come back to life. Everyone's like, oh, my God, Poe's dead. But it turns out he's just like vibing with Master Uguay for like 15 minutes. Like, oh, shit. And Master Uguay gives him a staff and he's like, yep, you're going to succeed as the new master of all of Kung Fu. And he goes, hell yeah. Um, and then teaches everybody uh, about Chi. And the final scene has them all celebrating in the Hidden Valley or whatever. Um, and they do a super Chi blast and it has flowers grow across all the land. Wow. And that's where the movie ends. So... Okay, we have two options now, because you clearly hate Kung Fu Panda 3. I don't hate it. Hate is strong. It's like a two and a half out of five. Okay, so so <laughs> here, here are our options. One, we pick up where Kung Fu Panda 3 left off, or we retcon Kung Fu Panda <laughs> 3 and make Kung Fu Panda 3.5 and fix it. Ooh. Um, well, here's the thing, is I think it basically doesn't matter. regardless of if you retcon it or not the like literally the only real development that's different from beginning of movie to end in terms of like the state of the characters is poe has two dads pandas are no longer in hiding and everyone knows chi so like that's not a lot to grapple with honestly okay kung fu panda 4 then i have strong feelings about what i think it should be okay 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 so Power vacuum in China. I think, you know, it's been a couple of years since these movies came out. I think rightfully deserves a time jump. Yes. I think we kind of do an Avatar Legend of Korra thing. Hmm. There's a big new city. Poe is in charge. He's got to grapple with leadership now that he's a Kung Fu master um, and also a politician. Suddenly, the son of the peacock Shen shows up and is like, hey, by imperial rights, this is my city. Uh, it becomes a political thriller. Poe has to deal with like grappling with his actions of the past. He killed this guy's dad. He has two dads. Uh, I think there's some nice like mirror you <laughs> dad, know, juxtaposition dad there. Dad, yeah. dad v. Dadless. So a quick interjection. I think it's a great starting point. I think I... I think audiences aren't going to love going straight political thriller so i think we should go half political thriller half like we got to get some good kung fu action in there so imagine this you've got your political thriller backdrop as simultaneously there's like a rising rebellion um coming across like swaths of the land so like he is like i can't keep peace in my house and i can't keep peace in the land um, so we still get a good opportunity to like have some sick kung fu action scenes, and ultimately, I mean, feel free to disagree. I feel like it's you're gonna have to like 
solve the issues at home, bring, um, sorry, what's the peacocks? <laughs> son, son Shen. Well, Shen is the peacock. Yeah. So his fictional, we have to bring Shen's fictional son, like into the fold of like, we need your, your knowledge of war and weapons to Whoa. come out the other side. You know, it's like a, it's a rebellion in the streets, rebellion in the sheets kind of thing. Yeah. Enemies to lovers, maybe. Oh, because that's another thing that happens. Oh, has two dads becomes one of two dads. I like that. That is a good through line, because when it comes to Poe's romantic relationships in the movies, he never really gets like a true romance. Like the first mm-hmm. one, they're like he's like infatuated with Tigress a little bit. The third one, they introduce May May, who has six minutes of screen time and basically doesn't matter and ends <laughs> up with someone else. So, like, I feel like maybe that's just Poe's vibe, you know? I think so. I, I like the two dads to one of two dads uh, transition. I think that's yeah, good. I like that. Okay. So what so, is Shen's son's name? We got I feel like up top, we need to figure out our characters here. Okay. I mean, it's China. Do we want to like go find a Chinese name or do we want to just name him Toby? I like Toby. Okay. So his name's Toby. <laughs> I don't know if that's, that's offensive of us to do. I feel like, I guess like half the characters are named like Tigress or Monkey you know? Yeah. Yeah. I, I think honestly, I feel like it would be unauthentic for us to like go searching. Uh, so Toby and Poe, a quick rundown of where our other cast members are. I think Shifu died. Yeah. Shifu dead. Uh, maybe, uh, Tigris is like the new, um, training master. So like she's taken over Shifu's role and Poe is Ugwe. Fun fact. That is a plot point in Kung Fu Panda three. Because uh, Shifu says, Poe, you're in charge now. And Poe's like, I don't know how to teach. What about Tigress? She'd be good at it. And then they don't touch that again. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so we're picking it up. We're picking it up where it dropped. Yeah, Poe is now in charge of, like, the kingdom. So therefore, there has to be a new master in charge of teaching Kung Fu. I think Tigress is the perfect person to take that. So what if, too, Poe is haunted by the ghosts of his past? All the so people there's he's like killed. all the people he's killed. Um, maybe he like sees the ghost of Shifu all the time, but Shifu's like super disappointed in him. It seems like, and he doesn't say anything. <laughs> That's pretty fun. We we get visions of of Jade statue Shifu who <laughs> doesn't say anything and just kind of mean mugs and sprints around. It's pretty good. It was one of my favorite one minutes of the movie. <laughs> okay, okay. So we got we got our we've got our principal cast. I think here. I think that so we've got Poe, we've got Toby, and we've got <laughs> Tigress, who are presumably all going to play some important roles. The rest of the Furious Five, uh, you, look, audience. they're more cameos. The Furious Five is, has been disbanded. They have exactly. new jobs in the new Empire. Because like you're lying to yourself if you think Viper, Crane, or Mantis really have big roles in anything after the first movie. Yeah. So where where does our story start here? You know, like. I what's, think what's the the touch point? Is it is it everything already in chaos and it's just like a bit of exposition for the first little while, bringing the audience up to speed with what happened after the time jump? Well, these movies always start with those like really pretty like art style intros with like some huge lore drop. So I think this one can just start with like it's the legend of how the Dragon Warriors Empire was started or something like that, you know, and uh you know, he, after defeating Kai, he united China, became, was named emperor, and, you know, built up this great city 
called Pandaville. He, like, built off of the industrialization that was happening in the second one. It's, like, this thriving metropolis. We've got, like, maybe there are cars now. Like, some old-timey cars. Mm. You're, you're really taking the legend I, you know, of Korra. You I'm really feeling it. Right? Like, okay. they had huge, like, real cannons in the, in the second one. So, like, they have gunpowder. They probably have other technology i don't really yeah, yeah. know the I, I i we can it can it, it's literally a, a fictional universe you what, can what do you, you mean? can say whatever you want what you as far as that? the time jump what do you mean by, what do you mean by fictional uh i thought this hey, was hey, his alex could i you thought just we were take take your headphones off for a second okay. i need to talk yeah to i'm taking the audience yeah um hey sorry sorry audience but um alex has recently been having some trouble differentiating between uh fiction and reality so uh if you interact with them in public or on the internet, make sure that you, you know, things like Kung Fu Panda and Santa Claus and, um, uh, Kung Fu Panda is my grandpa. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you can put your head, headphones- Alex, <laughs> uh, cut that bit out. It was uh, fucking awful. <laughs> no, I'm definitely keeping it in. <laughs> uh, cool, cool. Improvisational comedy. Everyone. Sometimes it doesn't work. <laughs> what do you um, mean? What do you mean by that? Um, <laughs> okay, can you take any- <laughs> okay so i think that that's like a, a great piece one we'd get some intro exposition that tells us like where the world's at here and i think like we like match cuts straight in poe is stressed man like he has not taken to being like emperor super well you yeah know? what if he just like doesn't understand like he's not good at the paperwork he's not good at being emperor like he's not good at it, ah, and it, it, he he just wants to do kung fu, but there's so much more to the job. Mm-hmm. I I like that. I think that it, it can take some of that continuation um, of like the through line for the first three movies of like what it means to be the best version of yourself, and take that out the other side of like sometimes it's okay. I I imagine the the end point being Poe's going to realize that maybe being emperor is not for him. Sort of mm-hmm. thing is the angle you're coming at it from. Maybe. Yeah another light in his life like toby might be the best person for the job oh, wow um, okay okay what, what about this think about how to get the stories story started poe is upset that he's emperor he doesn't like doing it but he feel like he he has to um so when there's suddenly a rebellion happening in like a village near his big city he's like oh shit this is great i get to go pee go be kung fu master again and he shows up and he's like beating up the people but then he realizes like these are my people like these are my subjects in my empire that i'm beating up and he doesn't know how to deal with it so he enlists a mercenary named toby who has Mm. a gun because he miniaturized the cannon and made a little (laughs) pistol and Toby is like he's he's a peacock, but like if a peacock could be a Tumblr sexy man, that's Toby. <laughs> you know, like the best approximation of that vibe into a peacock, I think. Sure. Yeah. He's like kind of edgy and wisecracking, but like deeply charming. Yeah. And it's like a Poe teaches Toby how to look to the future rather than being subject to the past. So Toby mm-hmm. like Throughout the whole movie, you like know right away that it's Shen's son, but maybe Poe doesn't. And so like, you know, Toby is plotting something. And then over the course of them falling in love, Toby is like, wait, I don't need to worry about what what my life would have been. This is what my life is about what it can be. 
Yeah. I, and I also be. like that thematic through line of um, Poe and Shen are like a yin and a yang to Kung Fu Panda 3. They have the line of Poe is both the yin and the yang. I don't know how that makes sense, but it's in there. And then it transitions Kung Fu Panda 4. They go, actually, that was dumb. That was dumb and we were wrong. <laughs> Poe is the yin <laughs> to Toby's yang. So, you know, we get this like thematic through line of one point Shen and Poe were a yin and a yang to there's now like enemies to lovers yin and yang. I think that yeah. that's I really, really like that. Yeah. And maybe like right away, Tigris is like, hey, I don't like this guy. And so there's like conflict with the friendship because mm-hmm. like Poe is listening to Toby, but Tigris doesn't like Toby. Tigris doesn't trust Toby. Do we do we think that Toby is originally initially in on the rebellion? And like was going to betray Poe, but because they fell in love does not. Or do we think he has like a different end game altogether? I I think it makes sense for Toby to be secretly part of the rebellion. Um, maybe, you know, I hate to be a supporter of, you know, imperialism and and, you know, uh, fascism. But I do what? think for the sake of this story, it does make sense for the villain to be the like puppet master behind the strings of the rebellion. I by no means am a fan of fascism in real life, but I think for the sake of this story, uh, it does make sense to have the rebellion leader be the villain. Yeah, that's that's fine. I think that's OK. Who Who is the who is the leader of this rebellion? Um, it, is it uh, presumably? You know, we don't want to like we've gotten a time skip. We've got a great opportunity to introduce like some new characters, new lore, etc. I don't think it needs to be someone we've met before. What if it's just a guy like a human being? (laughs) (laughs) I like that. I I what if it's um, wait, what if it's uh, a lightning McQueen from Cars? (laughs) Is that Uh, is that a is that DreamWorks? Is Cars DreamWorks? Um, uh, no, that's Disney Pixar. Oh, then it can't. We can't do cars. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Well, perfect opportunity for it to be a DreamWorks character. You know, sub someone and do some cross promotion. Yeah, you yeah, know. Yeah. So, who is the ultimate DreamWorks? I mean, well, of, so it, of if course, you're asking. Shrek. Yeah, the Shrek would be like the low hanging fruit of it. What if this is like an alternate universe Shrek? Where like his Rumpelstiltskin's wish ended up transporting him into the <laughs> Kung Fu the Panda, Kung universe. Fu Panda universe, and he's been stuck there for so long, he's just become evil Shrek. Oh, it's no longer get out of my swamp. It's give me China. <laughs> Alternatively, it could just be Boss Baby. You know, <laughs> it could be Boss Baby. What if it's both of them? He's like he like rides on the ogre's shoulder. You know, for some reason, I really thought you were going to say Shrek riding on the back of a giant (laughs) baby. No, no, no. Just like imagine Shrek is like the face of the rebellion. Yeah. um, But but secretly Alec Baldwin is in charge. Yeah, Mm -hmm. I like that a lot. Um, I think that's good. What do you think? What do you think Shrek and Boss Baby are like using the rebellion to try and do? Right. Because like they're the villains. Clearly, they're not doing it because of some sense for the people. They're doing it for evil reasons because this movie has to be black and white because he's a panda. Mm, mm, Yin and yang kind of. So, yeah. What are their evil reasons? What do they want? What are they doing? Um, I mean, I think that there's there's an easy one for Boss Baby. I think Shrek's a little harder, so we'll stew on that. But the Boss Baby one I envision, um, we know, we obviously, Boss Baby existed in a, a modern era. He's somehow been transported to an alternate dimension. He knows what China will become in terms of economic power, and he wants to harness that. 
Ah, okay. Um, so he wants to baby. take the burgeoning industrialization for like exclusively funnel it to himself. It's not like a like redistribute the wealth to all the people of the land. It's like use it to enrich myself so I can go from boss baby to CEO baby. You know, <laughs> while Poe cares about the people as emperor, boss baby would just be supreme emperor baby. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Cool. Exactly. Cool. And Shrek. I think Shrek is the the tougher of the two. We got to remember that this is an angle where it's evil Shrek. It's evil Shrek. So, um, yeah, you know, namely original Shrek, as we said before, get out of my swamp and now it's give me China. <laughs> um, and I, I think that that <laughs> what, what what if what if Shrek just wants he like literally wants China and he wants like much like his swamp, he wants everyone out of it. He wants to take over China and then kick everyone out of China. Yeah, that's powerful. Yeah, and then that's why secretly Boss Baby and oh. Shrek are have been are oh. working against each other the whole it's, time. This is beautiful because then there's the yin and yang of Poe and Toby fall in love and they're partners, and Boss Baby and Shrek are partners, and they end up killing each other in the end. It, it's like it's like it writes itself, Alex, because Poe, <laughs> who has had to contend with the fact he's committed literal murder multiple times, yeah, you know. When you skadoosh someone, they fucking die. They go to the spirit world, dude. Like, Poe kills people on screen. <laughs> like, um, yeah, I think it's a really beautiful ending because Poe and Toby, in the end, don't have to kill anyone. Boss Baby and Shrek, Evil Shrek, uh, skadoosh each other. Dang, where, where, do, where do Boss Baby and Shrek learn to use the skadoosh? I think they've always known. Ah. Uh. We just don't and, see And Shrek that's the big reveal. It. That's the big reveal, right? Is that, okay, okay, here's what it is. Um, <gasps> halfway through the movie, it's revealed that it's Boss Baby and Shrek, right? And there's this big climactic fight where um, Poe and Toby go to confront Boss Baby and Shrek with, like, an army. They've got Tigress. Um, she's their, like, maybe Kung Fu uh, master, but also, like, lead general, something like that. Mm-hmm. And they're in this incredible fight. And... Tigress is like standing over Boss Baby. Looks like she's about to kill Boss Baby. Boss Baby catches her fist. Skidoosh. Uh, Tigress killed instantly. Literal chills, Alex. Because I was gonna, I was gonna say the same thing. I was gonna say it's the perfect opportunity. You know, the other ones have limited cameos. It, it, it primes you that Tigress is gonna be this major character through the story and maybe into the sequel trilogy. Hmm, Which they did say they were going to do two trilogies. The first one was like him as a student. The second trilogy was him as a master. It's perfect. It sets you up just to tear your heart out as you watch Tigress get fucking evaporated. Perfect. That is that's cinematic genius. It's revealed. They know the whole time. This whole time we think we're just contending with sort of the power of the masses that their army is just this overwhelming size. But in fact, Boss Baby and Shrek are Kung Fu (laughs) masters as well. It it just makes sense. It just makes sense. Oh my god! It really does. It really does. Um, yeah. And we've got it. That takes us to a great like third act low point of like this. They thought this was going to be a victorious confrontation, but it wasn't. It was a horrific loss of not only thousands of lives. Oh my god! Wait, 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 uh, wait, wait! Not only do Boss Baby and Shrek know Skadoosh. Their whole army knows skadoosh. <laughs> so Poe and Toby's army gets skadooshed in a mass thing at once. And instead of a bunch of flowers and things, like their cheese stuff, it's just like red with blood. They explode in a little a little blood vortex. That's good. Yeah, because they're not going to the spirit world. They're going to the hell dimension. Yeah. 
the DreamWorks Hell Dimension. Which, if we had to say who else is in the Hell Dimension, it's the Croods. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, okay. You're right. Um, I, I think this is I think this is all genius. I think we've we've created a very coherent plot. We have a great bouncing uh touch point into the third act, kind of low point here. Yeah. Decimated army. Um Poe and Toby's relationship has been growing closer and closer. And I think that this is maybe the the moment to to reveal the potential treachery. And yeah. then it's through the power of like not just friendship, but ignited romance that that you know they truly can persevere here yeah like it's it's the double it's the double-edged sword or I, the double backstab where boss baby skadoosh's tigress and shrek is like go on toby tell poe who you really are <laughs> and it, it's like revealed that he's been working with the the rebellion stuff like that i think this like third act shrek and boss baby take the capital right mm-hmm. poe's army is destroyed so they take the capital they're in charge Poe goes on a little spirit journey, maybe meets Toby again, like out in the wilderness. And they like hash it out. They figure out, you know, it's like, shouldn't you be back in the capital? And he's like, no, I gave it all up for you. Huh? Yeah. They lock eyes across a fire and like a, a, I imagine a kind of snowy landscape. Matt, I just figured out how to bring it full circle. (laughs) We started this off. We started this off talking about Poe becoming one of two dads, right? They adopt tigress's baby (laughs) (laughs) perfect genius where where is tigress's baby been at the kung fu school maybe okay oh so that so poe uh listless dejected makes his way back to like the hidden valley like the original kung fu school sort of thing or you think it's something else i think you know i don't know what that what that like final climax climax is i think it ends with toby becomes emperor Ho becomes Kung Fu master, mm-hmm. teaches Kung Fu. Now that he yeah. is like, except he's like found his true place. Yeah, I, I think that that was kind of the through line we were working towards the whole time because Poe was never like any good at being emperor. Whereas like right. Toby, his dad was like straight up emperor. He's pretty good at it. Yeah. Well, you know, in the, the general sense of like continuing to add land to your imperial mass sort of way. Right. Um, but he will be a benevolent empire. Uh, uh, um emperor i imagine yeah um i think there are two different ways we could go for the the true climax of this obviously they've come together um there's going to be the the moment of adopting tigress's child i think that's probably like a the falling action moment you know like yeah yeah yeah, he becomes emperor he becomes kung fu master tate and then you see the reveal of tigress's child is with them like holding their hands whatever i imagine toby and poe reinvigorated make their way to the capital to take on boss baby and shrek stop me if you think this is a a crazy angle to take it but obviously audiences are going to be expecting like a crazy spectacle fight you know for the end but what if they arrive to the imperial city and it's empty they they make their way through it all the way to the throne room and they they find maybe in the last moments of it or after it just had happened, the the double backstab that had been done to Poe had been executed to both Boss Baby and Shrek. And as they destroy each other, you realize you'll never win by fighting what you hate, but by protecting what you love. Yeah, you see them both on the ground holding each other's pinkies like they skadooshed each other. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, and then Poe looks at the camera and says, in the end, it wasn't guns or airplanes. It was beauty that killed the beast. <laughs> I, I like how we, we used two horrible movie quotes as we described the, the ending there. Uh, yeah, no, I, I, I think that that's great. Um, cool. Because it, it, I, I think it f- combats audience expectations in the exact way that like an Oscar Beatty movie might. You know, maybe mm. we're going for mm. a little bit of a nomination with yeah, this one. This one, this one's a little bit of a little bit of award fluff for Jack Black. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think so. Who do we think voices? Uh, who voices Toby? Oh God, because this is important, right? This is the only. Like, truly new character. Obviously, Mike, Mike Myers is still Shrek. Alec Baldwin's boss baby. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, um, what if it's someone kind of up, up and coming, you know? Yeah. Or it could just be like... What if it's Jason Momoa? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why that seems so funny, but I just think it sounds pretty funny. There's part of me. <laughs> I think that's, that's a great jumping off point. There's part of me that almost thinks it'd be funny... If one of the other really well-known characters and identifiable voices was just all of a sudden swapped to Jason Momoa, uh, if like Shrek in a just entirely different voice, because it's Evil Jason Shrek Momoa, just is Jason Momoa. <laughs> Love that. Yeah, you're right. You're right. That's it. I because I I think that it's a a really nice opportunity to reinvent Evil Shrek. Opens mm. up maybe an Evil Shrek trilogy kind of thing. <gasps> Um, with Jason yeah. Momoa at the helm of it, I would watch it. I'd watch Evil Shrek, Evil Shrek in the Chi Dimension. I I would I would rent a whole theater. <laughs> um, okay, okay, we're getting sidetracked. Yeah, yeah, but Toby, Toby, we need to think who who's a good voice for Toby. So, um, for your reference, um, Toby's father Shen was voiced by Gary Oldman. Yes, yes. Um, who is like a like a, a modern a modern day gary oldman is that what yeah. you were gonna say but then i'm like that that doesn't really make sense <laughs> i'm about to google modern day gary oldman it's just gonna give you a picture of like gary oldman from three weeks ago <laughs> it did <laughs> <laughs> what if it's what if they use archival footage of gary oldman from um exclusively like Bram Stoker's Dracula to reconstruct what his voice sounded like 20 years ago. Or I feel like that does a disservice to Toby as a character. Okay. Okay. Uh, sorry, sorry, sorry. Or, um, I feel like, you know, there's a lot of options. Jensen Ackles is really, you know, he, he was getting really, uh, really popular again after being in, uh, the most recent season of the boys. That's true. They're doing that, uh, supernatural prequel. That's know? true. Yeah, I mean, he's he's popping off. Obviously, um, the the like default like conceptual choice you could do like a Timothy Chalamet, but I I, I feel like he doesn't bring the gravitas to the role that we. Yeah, need. it needs a little weight. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, what if it's the the um oh what if it's uh what if it's uh what's his name from Stranger Things? What if it's Stranger Things guy? Which like one of the kids like Mike, it could be Mike, but I was thinking, um, I was thinking David Harbor. I was thinking David Harbor. (laughs) (laughs) I, you know, I'm not going to entirely disagree with you. I was, I was conceiving a Toby in a little different way, but scratch some of the other characterization and writing the character for David Harbor. 
Oh, that could kind of pop off. Yeah, I think he'd play a great mercenary. I think he'd do great. I will. I I like that. that David Arbor really is Toby. Oh, imagine that poster. Yeah, he's got a cool peacock behind him. Mm-hmm. Um. Okay. Okay. I think we've done what we can for this movie. I think it's important to know this is going to spawn a new trilogy. Mm-hmm. What is that like big post credit scene leading to the next movie? Because the second one ends with you see Poe's dad and he's like, my son is alive. So what's this one end in? What is, what's, what's it, what's it hinting at for the next movie? You, you Okay. So the, the final shot of the movie is probably some kind of celebratory parade. They like to do that a lot. Um, maybe a procession through the Imperial city from the, the capital to the Kung Fu school. Um, and as everyone's like excited celebrating, it zooms out to the sky and it just keeps going and going and then begins to fly across the ocean, at which point like fog parts and <laughs> we, we, we zoom all the way to coastal California where kicked back on a lawn chair on the beach. Don't say Mr. Crude. <laughs> uh, no, that'd be That'd be that'd be pretty good though. Maybe there's two chair <laughs> kicked back on the beach in a Hawaiian shirt, Mega Mind. Oh fuck! Oh, and that's he just really takes good. like a a slurp of a, like a pina colada. Goes <laughs> nice, and he he takes a slurp of a pina colada and is like, "Guess what's coming next?" And that <laughs> ends. That sounds pretty good. I, I think that that I think that's a that's a strong concept. David Cross is also the fish in that movie. David Cross is minion, and he's also crane, um, which means that you know Kung Fu Panda Five, David Cross going to be in it twice, and I'm okay with that. Me too. Me too. Great. That's Kung Fu Panda Four, guys. Um, so when this movie eventually comes out, let us know how we did. Yeah, if we got most of the plot right, audience, you actually by listening to this episode contractually owe us all of the money in your bank account yeah and tell dreamworks that they do too yeah. <laughs> uh, look dreamworks execs we've been ready to dox you since uh bracket one okay this one's a threat make a better movie than this yeah and if you can <laughs> wow i'll be okay nice. I'll, I'll i'll watch I'll, it. I'll watch that movie if it's better than this i'll sit down be like no evil shrek though Guys, thanks so much for uh, putting up with me and Matt today. Um, we we did our best. Jake is the glue that holds us together, and we're we're just you know trying to trying to keep things going. We're just some um, sticky floppy boys without him. If you like uh, the sticky floppy tough cut, um, follow us on on social media at Tough Cut Bod on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, we have a letterbox that we post to sometimes. Yeah. Um, thanks so much for, for listening. Uh, you can rate and review the show on any of your chosen podcasting platforms. We always appreciate it. Uh, please, please good or bad. Just write a review. Uh, cause I want to read them. I've been cataloging all of them. If you, if you like this episode, share it with Jack Black. I feel like we've got some good ideas here for Kung Fu Panda four or five, and I'm sure he's involved in the process in some way. Mm-hmm. So, you know, if you can send it his way. If you know someone who works on the writing team at DreamWorks, you can drop them this. Say it's a spec script. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. We've basically got it all hatched out here. Uh, if you know a DreamWorks exec, keep sending mail to their house. 
Um, if you know Jason Momoa, offer him the role. Say congratulations, yeah. you got it. Yeah. If you know a um, and then I'll I'll I don't know. <laughs> Cut it. <there. laughs>